Welcome to the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast with John Pierce. Pastor John is the Senior Minister of C3 Powerhouse and the Executive Director of C3 Church Global. Disciples aren't born, disciples are made. And here at C3 Powerhouse, we are passionate about raising up brilliant disciple makers. Join the conversation today with Pastor John and Dan Fricker, our Melbourne East location pastor. Welcome to today's episode of the Brilliant Disciple Makers with Pastor John Pierce. We're so glad to have you here and I just want to encourage you wherever you watch this content, please give us feedback. We'd love to know what you're enjoying, what we could do better and why not share the link with a friend so we can grow together. But as always, I am joined by Pastor John. Hey, good day, Dan. How are you doing today? Great, thank you. Hey, uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, Dan Frecker is a location pastor for C3 Powerhouse in Melbourne, and he's a brilliant disciple maker, a long-term part of our team. And Dan, I was actually, someone was chatting to me today right. around uh, the last couple of episodes that we did all around leading small groups, mm. and they were sharing how they'd listened to it, been fired up for their group. And also someone else was telling me that they're using that partic- these episodes yeah. as for their huddle material so that every wow. all their small group leaders are listening to this and then reflecting together on how they can get better. So for everybody so good. who's uh, who's listening and sharing and, and going over these, our whole point of this was to create a year's worth of content, probably about 20 to 22 episodes yeah. that w- can be a, a ongoing reference point for you as d- disciple makers, which brings me, Dan, to the point where – this is our third last episode Whoa. of Brilliant Disciple Makers. So wow. today we've got a great topic we're gonna we're gonna dive into. And then the next two weeks we're gonna we're gonna wrap by doing something a little differently. We yeah. want uh, we're gonna have QA. So it obviously won't be live QA, but we're going to uh, um, answer questions that you've been asking and are going to ask. So they'll be two great episodes. So good. Well, Pastor John, I would just love to ask, what do we want to lean into today? day. All right, Dan, for this last episode where we're talking about a set topic, I really want to talk about what for me has been almost like the heart of where discipleship has happened in my life. And it's around hospitality. Okay. So I want to, you know, I've reflect back on key moments in my journey. And obviously there's personal moments where Mm. the Lord's spoken to me through the word consistently through my own prayer and worship time. I've had encounters and experience with God and God's whispered to my heart. So good. Then there's obviously encounters I've had in our, in times of prayer, worship, our services, preaching messages that have really impacted me. I think what's accelerated my leadership development more than anything else has been conversations that I've had with mentors. And the the majority of those have happened around hospitality. So as a young leader for me, I remember Graham Fletcher was the pastor of this church before of C3 Powerhouse before we took over. And so right. for a number of years, he discipled and mentored me. And the majority of those moments, they might have been in small groups, but the majority was down at the Malula Bar Coffee Club. I remember hey, when it first the opened club. up. And uh, <laughs> if, for those of you listening overseas, it's like a franchise coffee group, like a Starbucks, if you like, but better. And <laughs> and and so we would, it was like the first coffee shop in Malula Bar. And we joked it was his, it was Fletcher's office. And we would go down there, uh, have coffee, might be a few of us, might be just me and him. And we would just talk about everything and anything. Mm. Uh, it didn't, it wasn't always deep and meaningful, but often it was. 
And so I think that atmosphere of hospitality for me has been pivotal to my growing as a leader. Uh, So what Mm. about you, Dan? How's hospitality played a a part for you as growing as a disciple maker? Yeah, my experience would be very similar and I, I love looking back on those moments and, and so similar to you. Of course, we've had those moments in prayer on the Word, but the majority of the moments where I rec- I can remember Jesus really speaking to me, like forming me, those formative moments of my discipleship have definitely been around uh, the table or as every good Christian loves coffee, of course. But, you know, I do have a lot of memories of your house, Pastor John, that uh, we'd go to your house for dinner, uh, might be a, a potluck and... Uh, or bringing food and just, you know, sitting around the table, discussing life, allowing space for questions. And just those moments, as I actually reflect, I can just so remember they were pivotal in my world. And I also remember having coffees with Pastor Josh Stott, uh, with people like Teresa and just other people who were so key in my life. But you're so right, as I reflect, it is often around food or coffee, and and that's what we're going to really talk about. But exactly, we still do that once a month today. You we and Emily, when we fly, you fly yeah. out from Melbourne, or we're down, we have a meal together, and it's very intentional around mm. mentoring and discipleship. And it's so, so true. So yeah, got coffee and food, and I'm sure everyone's not too sad about that. That's some good news, right? But well, I guess we often in these podcasts we really don't want to um, do this out of our opinions, but we really sure. want to look to the Bible. And yes. so, where where do you see hospitality and what we're talking about here in in the Bible? Yeah, well, of of course, uh, the the culture of hospitality is is so embedded with the nature of God. God's mm. hospitable by nature. He he made sure that there was water coming from a rock in the wilderness. There was manna coming from heaven. There was quail coming from heaven. Jesus Come turned on. water into wine. He multiplied food and bread. So we know God's into food. He, yes. We know he's into hospitality, all right? <laughs> he talks on. about the, the, the feasts of Israel. He talks about the, the marriage feasts of the lamb, so the, the supper that we're going to have. So yeah. very much hospitality and love, in my mind, they just go hand in hand. That, right. Uh, it's an expression of love that we're, we're given to hospitality. So if you mm. if you look at Jesus, then I kind of think of it like this. There are two emblems, if you like. There are two mm. things that, that really are emblems of disciple making. And one is the pulpit. And right. so Jesus preached a lot. Yep. And his manifesto of preaching was the Sermon on the Mount. Mm. And that's captured through chapters of Matthew and other gospels where Jesus was preaching about the way to live life. So that was so the pulpit is a way to shape people undoubtedly. Mm. But then the other is the table. We celebrate the the Lord's table, the Last Supper. Yes. Some of my favorite chapters of the Bible is John 13 through to 17, where Jesus starts by washing the disciples' feet. Wow. And they celebrate the Last Supper, the Passover feast together. And around reclining on the floor, around a table on the floor, uh, some of the most beautiful, in-depth insight to the love of God and Mm. the prayers that Jesus prays for his disciples and for us and his heart for us for unity and all of these things, they come out. And so I think, you you know, the pulpit and the table need to have equal weight in our lives. We've got the apostles teaching, as it says in Acts chapter 2, and then fellowship and the breaking of bread and prayer. And so these are things that we do both large groups but also in a smaller context. So, So whether the table 
is a coffee table between yep. two people, whether the table is the kitchen table where you're having or the, the patio table or the yeah. veranda table where you're having yep. people in for a barbecue uh, or a meal uh, or a potluck dinner, whether it's a restaurant table, whether it's the lounge room table and it's the little coffee table in the middle of a lounge room and yeah. everyone's around it. But for me, uh, that is, that's sort of the heartbeat of it. And I think that – that it's not just so that was Jesus' example, but mm. it's not just. And then it was the New Testament pattern. You know, we right. talked about that Acts chapter two. They met from house to house and the temple. They mm. broke bread. Uh, Acts tells us that you know they shared meals. The Lord's they remembered the Lord. So I, I call it sacred hospitality. But interestingly, Dan, when Paul writes to Timothy and says, "Hey, yeah. let's let's here's the criteria for how to choose elders." So yes. you want leaders in your church. You want people who are the example of of godly men, godly women. Then he and he goes through. You know, not given to wine. Uh, yeah. He talks about being able to teach the word. A husband of one wife only. So there's a range of different things. And right in the middle of them is this little phrase: "Given to hospitality." Wow. So it's it's like God's the, the Lord's saying via Paul to Timothy: If yeah. you want someone to be a leader in the church. They have to be naturally hospitable, wow. and so that means. And in that, that the context of that, the meaning of that is hospitable to strangers, not just Isn't that so not just your favorite yeah. people, but <laughs> your heart needs to be that you'll. And for hospitality, that would be open up your home for people to stay. Uh, it would be mm. to have have those who couldn't afford meals to be with you to clothe people. So there's an extension of it. It was a generosity but particularly expressed through food. Mm. So that's why I wanted to land our series, in a sense, on this to say if you're going to be a brilliant disciple maker, you have to biblically follow Jesus' example and and make sure that that you're good at um, having people around and in your world over food. Yeah, and I think the good news of this is it is something we can grow in. And I yep. hope everyone hears that in all of these episodes. We're really talking here. It's not that some people are called to be disciple makers right. and some aren't, or you have right. to be gifted. And No, no yep. it's actually all of this is stuff we can grow in. And I remember when I first heard this, Pastor John, I didn't see myself as a hospitable person. I loved people, but mm-hmm. at the time, my mum did everything for me. I didn't know how to cook. <laughs> and then I, I hoped um, Ebony would do everything for me, but uh, my <laughs> eyes were opened uh, by exactly. the Lord after we got married. But um, yeah, yeah. But I guess my point there is, you don't. Even though if it's in Ebony our is heart, not your mum, Dan. Just to be clear, <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a great discipleship moment, everyone. Right just an there. example, Pastor John, exactly. to me. Right um, I'll receive that with teachability. But um, yeah, I guess what I'm sharing, guys, is as you're listening, we can grow in this. Yes. And that was my journey as I went to work at this in my life. And so, Pastor John, I think it'd be great to go there. Actually, just yep. you helped me a lot in this journey. So practically, what are some thoughts for somebody who wants to be given to hospitality all right really so really practical it's, it's as much about your heart than about all the skills so i wow. love that dan okay. you can grow in this so i would say mm. um you know we're in the world of mkr we're in the world of of <laughs> you know this kitchen and that that show and better homes and gardens and, and perfect meals and a, a foodie generation right so you just don't have to have the perfect house 
the perfect furniture, the perfect meal. It doesn't have to be the perfect timing. We're not mm. asking, you know, this is not about throwing tuxedo dinner parties. This is just about <laughs> having, so, so take the pressure off yourself. You so might good. know somebody who's got a gift of hospitality and it's intimidating. Well, no, this is about love uh, being expressed around food. So it could be as simple as a cup of tea and some Arnott's biscuits, all right? Yes. Uh, so I love Proverbs. It says in the message, better a bread crust shared in love than a slab of prime rib served in hate. So <laughs> there you go. I, wow. I, I love that in the, in the message. So, you know, another version says you're better to have great meat than oh, – no, you're better to eat veggies with love wow. uh, than meat. And I'm like, oh. Ooh, oh I don't I'm, know about that one. No, I'm yeah. a meat lover. But then, so that's, I went with the bread crust one. <laughs> yeah, thank but, you. But in, so that's the sense. It's not about the perfect meal. It's really about love and hospitality. It's not – you know, your home should be basically clean, should smell good, but, it, you know, and – but you don't have to, you know, wait for years until you can afford a beautiful lounge suite so or the good. perfect whatever. So, you know, simple. This is what I've learned. Danielle's got a gift of hospitality. Right. She's, she's amazing at this. Uh, my parents, I grew up in a home. We were always having people in our home. Mm. Uh, so it was St. Danielle's. And so this is what I've found. Simple is awesome. You can't yeah. beat a barbecue chicken and chips. Come quite, on. You know, yeah. quite simple. You can't beat <laughs> – a cup of tea, uh, you know, a coffee that you, you, mm. you put together at home or you go out for, some biscuits. You can buy some simple things. So it's not about expensive. It's yes. about simple. Uh, it can just be come over for drinks and you break out the kombucha and the, and the mineral water or the juice or whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you might be in a fast doesn't mean you can't have hospitality. You're just having juice or fast-friendly carrots and avocados or whatever it might be <laughs> so so for me i think really simplifying it that would be one key kind of thought and i would mm. also say if it's a financial struggle well, this is love in action where you prioritize people yes and god provides because you're serving other people and putting a priority on them there's also yeah. nothing you know you mentioned it earlier dan but potluck is awesome the, right. you know, the concept yes. of, hey, there's, we're going to get three couples together and why don't, you know, I'll get the barbecue chook, you bring some bread rolls <laughs> yep. and, and a you're salad. You're drink duty. Yeah, you're bringing duty. the drinks, whatever yep. it might be. But just engage people in that. And I think that that takes a bit of pressure off as well. What have you, what have you done, Dan? How, what would you say is the, some good practices to make this work? Yeah, I just, I so echo that, that to not wait for perfect conditions. And I think the goal uh, for me, and, and you know, some of us are more perfectionist minded, uh, a bit more melancholic. And so the goal isn't a perfect house, it's just a loving, warm home. And so I've definitely done things like lowering our expectations. It's, you know, it's like we're going to make it clean, but um, yes. we want to have a home. And yeah, I'm such a fan of what you just shared of um, the potluck vibe. And so yep. all the pressure is not just on us, but hey, can you bring this? Can you bring that? And just lastly, um, in a time poor world, every, it's okay to have takeaway. Yeah. Um, we had a few families Hello. over the other day and we just bought Thai. Hello. And so that's okay as well. And one mm -hmm. last tip. This is one I love is, hey, plastic plates is, you know, it's it's okay because yep. sometimes you can just make Disposable. it a bit easier. Exactly. So I think for me the goal is how do we make it a little bit easier for us, less pressure so we can do it more often in a sense. So that's helped me a lot. That's really good. I love that. I think the I, I, one thing I would say, so that's around the food, the perfect timing, you know, if – 
I would say to kind of think in advance and go, okay, and we've, Danielle and I have done this over the many years mm. and just thought, when are the natural times in the week that will work for us for hospitality? Right. How And let's that? plan ahead. You know, well, I'm married to the ultimate planner, <laughs> all right? <laughs> yeah. So she's a guru. And, but but we've worked together because, you know, you've got young kids or you've got teenagers or you've got full lives, you've got sporting things and church. And yeah. so rather than – oh, we need to have a big one big night and that's all it is. We've mm. tried to go – I'll give you a few examples. We've said, Great. well, we're running a small group on this night, so let's – um, have someone over an hour before the small group. That's or great. Let's have a potluck dinner before small group, mm. as a way of having hospitality. So it's we've got a night out anyway. Let's let's add to it. That's Might smart. be Sunday lunch. We're going to church, so let's have some people over straight after church for lunch. And it's not another night out. It's it's kind of just added into your world. Mm. Other times we've like oh Saturday mornings we'll do for for having people over for a coffee or Saturday afternoons from between three and five and people yes. can, you know, come over for drinks or whatever. So to look at your schedule, and we've also found this, if we plan it in and we yep. invite people, you know, across a month and we kind of plan it out, it's a lot more easy. I'd love to be spontaneous, but often if I get <laughs> to the moment, I'm probably a bit tired and oh, it's yeah. a bit hard. So, I'm totally the same. Whereas yep. if I've planned it, I can feel tired. But once I've once the moment comes, I'm energized. Yes. This is awesome. So I think to plan ahead and to kind of build it into your schedule so that it will work for you and others and give people some notice, it's a really yeah. good thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I found the same. I think um, when you plan it in, it just helps you because you know it's coming, you, you get ready. And one thing I've noticed, Pastor, because we all have that moment every now and then when we plan something and we're like, oh, I just don't feel like doing that. I'm right. exhausted on this. But what I've noticed, and I even have this conversation with Ebony, is I actually don't think I've ever – um, once people have left, I've never gone. Oh, I wish we didn't do that. Yes, because it is. It's just it brings life to us, and that's for extroverts and introverts. Because yes. it's good for our soul uh, and it's life giving. But I guess, Pastor, and I can hear someone asking here, talking about extrovert introverts. So some people conversation comes quite easily. There are people mm -hmm. who can connect quite mm -hmm. easy, but for a lot of us, it might actually be quite a daunting or, you know, what are we going to talk about? So I guess what would be your thoughts around someone who might find that a little bit harder to naturally engage or connect with people? Yeah, great. Look, I think it's uh, that's very common. So if you're a person and it doesn't come naturally, you're probably in the majority. <laughs> it's true. So don't feel bad about that just because it seems to come naturally to, to other people. So I would, for years, have had this conversation or if we're driving the car going somewhere okay what are we going to talk about what are the kind of topics tonight and right. so it so you can I guess some categories might be just getting to know a person's story where mm. did you grow up tell me about your family tell me about your parents tell me about the, you know your church background tell me about the what your education you know not like 20 questions mm. but just these are the kind of topics that I, I'm finding out your story so that would be one uh, kind of love that um, you know I guess area then the follow-up questions with that uh, may, might be around oh okay you you went to such and such a university what did you study so you know good 
hospitable people ask good questions, but think yeah. about it beforehand. Right. So yeah. uh, if you've built a friendship with them and you know they love a particular thing, then you start talking about where there's common ground, whether it's mm. movies, whether it's kids, whether it's school, uh, you know, what, what they love and, and are interested in their life, what they do for fun. So I think that, that you kind of have a bit of a plan. And mm. uh, sometimes uh, Danielle and I will actually talk about the plan and go, all right, here's four <laughs> or five areas yep. that we know that, that these people are interested in. Yeah. Away we go. And if you're a couple, sometimes one person is more natural question asker and that's okay. Mm. And I found that there's gold in everyone in regards to conversation. And I've learned, yeah, people love to talk about themselves, of course, but yes. also as you're sharing, as we ask these questions, you find the gold. Yes. So that's where asking open-ended questions and there always will be a hobby or a passion or, you know, I've, I've found, and then they'll just talk like, and you won't get them to stop talking in a good way. Yeah, exactly. Um, hey, I just but, wanted to add one other thought about this, Dan, uh, before we wrap it up. I think that biblical, uh, biblical hospitality is inherently with strangers. So one of the traps that we can fall into the longer we're a Christian or the longer we've been part of a church is we find our people. We find people we naturally get on with. We find people that are easy to hang out with. And and so it might be out of your small group that three or four of you build a natural friendship Mm. that's beyond the group, which is awesome. So we want there to be natural friendships. True. However, if as a leader – you only ever have hospitality with your friends then or your even your just your small group but don't push out to new people you're missing the heart of what being given to hospitality really yeah, means being given to so hospitality good. as a biblical phrase is not just having hospitality with your mates or your friends yeah. being given to hospitality i liken it to this i shared this recently but when jesus washed his disciples' feet. Uh, that was a culturally accept that was what was needed culturally, except that Jesus, the leader never did it. But right. he he took off his outer garment, he put on a towel, and he did the job of a servant to make their life better. And I think for us as leaders to find people who aren't going to be able to repay us, Jesus said, who aren't going to be able to invite us back, mm. but that we put on the barbecue apron, we put on, you know, we cook Come for on. people and we, we serve them and we love them, then I think we have to make sure that there's a bit of a plan to always be reaching beyond our current circles because mm. if we don't, the church becomes a group of cliques. Yes. And just a tight friendships groups who have known each other for the last decade and it feels like I'm on the outside and that's not the heart of the gospel. The heart of the gospel is we're inclusive of people uh, in terms of those those Jesus brings into our lives. Yeah. Well, we are really hope you enjoyed that conversation around uh, hospitality and, hey, a brilliant disciple maker is given to hospitality. So why don't you take those practical thoughts and even right now, just think of one person uh, who you can have hospitality with in the next week and let's make this part of our lives as we continue to grow as leaders. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's episode and we pray that you've been inspired and equipped in your leadership journey. Let us know your thoughts by leaving us a review on whatever platform you are listening on today. You can connect with John on Instagram at John underscore Pierce. We hope you can join us for our next episode of the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast.